tying run is at second. The run that would win the World Series is at first, and Joe Carter is the batter. Here's the pitch on the way, a swing and a belt. Left field, way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions as Joe Carter hits a three-run home run in the ninth inning, and the Blue Jays have repeated as World Series champions. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Okay, fuck it, that tied up for me just there. You heard the lead-in. I just saw Joe Carter not only dancing to the lead-in, but also uh, lip-syncing to the uh, call. Have you heard uh, that his once home run. or twice That was before? unbelievable. I've heard it, let's see, once... Well, about once every day for the last 30 years. You've got a, oh, for, oh, yeah, once every day. I was going to say, you got a good memory then if you only oh, did it once. No. Uh, we are live from the 14th Annual Joe Carter Classic Golf Tournament with the host of the Joe Carter Classic Golf Tournament. It's Joe Carter. Thanks for joining us, Joe. Oh, thank you, Sportsnet. Thank you guys for coming out. Uh, you guys are big, and, you know, the 14 years we've been doing this, and you guys have been here faithfully, so we appreciate it very much. And it's a great day. It's going to be a great day out it, there today. It's going to be a great day here at Glen Abbey. Uh, you got a new weapon. That leads us to our icebreaker. <coughs> what is your best club in the bag, and uh, what are you ordering at the turn here? What, whatever club it? I'm using at the time, that's my best club. Yes, there you John. go. You know, you, I, I think um, the game is in golf is not how far you hit it. <laughs> it's how quickly you can get it in the hole. And so I, I rely a lot on my short game. I you love know, to so your approach okay. shot and my and my I work a lot on my chipping and putting. I love I love to hear that. We knew you were a golfer, and then they're telling us it's like Joe is coming in, he's going to hit some balls, and you tell us, and I got to get some breakfast. And you know what? That just sounds like every guy I talk to before I'm about to tee it up. So uh, it is uh, it's truly a pleasure. Like we said, getting to uh, to watch you lip sync that is uh, not something I had on my bingo card for today. <laughs> um, it was pretty pretty cool. Uh, you know, let's just start with how cool. You are. I mean, we just literally watching Dion Phaneuf and Nazem Kadri walk right by us. You just dapped up Mike Vanderjack a couple seconds before that. You know, we love you here in Canada. How are you so beloved, Joe? You, you've got to be the most popular athlete I can think of. I mean, we see the star power you're able to draw in. Uh, what is it about you that uh, makes people love you so much, Joe? Because we've been hearing great stories from everybody we've been talking to, and uh, the names are, are an attestment to that in and of itself. I'm, I'm just a big kid. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been a big kid since I was, well, a kid. And so now being 63 years old, nothing has changed. And so why change? It is, it is who I am, and I, I've always been a people person. My father was a people person. I mean, he owned a gas station back in the 60s in Oklahoma City. Uh, and when customers would come in, he, he remembered their names, he gave them the respect, and he taught me that. You know, and so I try to treat others like I want to be treated. And I've, all, he's, I've always looked at myself as no better than anybody else. But you're no better than me. But I'm no better than you. So you treat everybody equal. And the main thing is have fun. Life is too short not to have fun. Uh, I think I probably know the answer to this question because we've seen you interact with so many people just in the short time you've been sitting in front of us. But this is not just a uh, you know, golf tournament. Uh, there was a reception last night, lots of different events and lots of things that you'll be part of. Do you have a favorite part of hosting this event every single year? 
There's no favorite part. Uh, the part I hate the most is when it's over with, and then we have to, and then we have to wait another year. And guys like Mike Phillips, you know, he plays the saxophone. He's signed by Michael Jordan. You know, he thinks he's a good. Uh, he's is he's a great saxophone player. I bet. He is. Yeah, yeah. He, he does all the national anthems everywhere. So guys like that, you get a chance to meet these guys, and when it's over with, and you get on that plane to go back home, you go, man, I miss these guys because. The best times are the times we have on the bus going back and forth when you got, you know, early in the, early in, early in the tournament, we had Charles Barkley on the bus telling stories. <laughs> Hilarious. Now you got Sterling Sharp. You know, yesterday uh, um, I was on the second bus, but the first bus had all the talk. <laughs> and one guy gets off, he goes, man, I didn't know about o Michelle Obama, you know, <laughs> President Obama and Donald Trump. And, I mean, they were telling everything, just saying <laughs> weird stuff and crazy stuff. He says, I'm going to ride on that bus again tomorrow. <laughs> so that's, that's what I Pick miss up some the intel. most. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's awesome to hear. Uh, you know, I know there was the, uh, the Skins game yesterday. I can only imagine how uh, competitive that is. You know, that's the thing I got to be honest that I love seeing about it. We had, we had Doug Gilmore and Wendell Clark in here, you know, former teammates, and watching them. They're in their 60s. They still love tweaking each other and getting to see all of you guys interact with each other. I think for, for somebody like myself, that is, uh, that is so cool. You know, when you look back on this thing, uh, obviously every year is special. And like you said, the worst part is when it's all over. But is there any one moment that kind of stands out to you from the 14 years you've been doing this? Whew. Well, the moments that stand out the most, it's, it's not the tournament itself. It's when you have the recipients who have received uh, from the Children's Aid Foundation uh, when they get up here and they speak and they talk about the stories that their life, what they've been through. And 99 out of 100 times, there's not a dry eye in the, in the house because they tell the stories of, you know, I remember a few years back, uh, one, one young lady whose, whose father murdered her mother. And so now basically she lost both parents yes. and then was in, in, the, in, the, uh, um, in the foundation. And so, but how she persevered and how she's made it and now is a great speaker has her own foundation and giving back those are things that that you know this game is great it's a platform for us to raise money to help others but when you hear those stories those are the true stories and those are the real heroes that we're trying to go out there and help and that's that that's the most impactful for me well that's the special thing right because you're having your favorite you know event of the yes. year and getting to see and reconnect with so many people from your past and from your uh you know your present but you're also doing really good a really good thing here and and doing good which is very 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 important and uh it's a reason why there's so many people that are coming by and why the celebrity list is as robust as it is but the given that it is robust i gotta who gets to play with joe it's a great question well, <clears throat> you poke around, don't you? With, like, are you with, one of the guys you have to play like a different nine with someone? Else? Like, no, how does this all you know, work? The, the first, the first probably, I think the first 10 years, because TD Bank was our title sponsor, mm -hmm. along with Callaway, uh, Canada Goose, uh, now AMJ Campbell. And my job, I played every year with TD Bank. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and once, sense. yeah, once the, the CFO, <laughs> once he retired, uh, then they James, you know, put me out with other other people. So I played with all the top the top sponsors. But whoever I play with, it's a lot of fun. So now I've been kind of thrown out there and play here and there and everything. But uh, it is good. So just uh, share my talents and they don't let me really win the tournament. 
you know, my own tournament, but uh, I may have to do that today. I think one mess around and win yeah. the tournament. Yeah. I think right. I think one of these years we're we're gonna have to do that. That's nice <laughs> of James uh, that he that he uh, is nice enough to share you with everybody. Yeah, you mentioned yes. all the wonderful uh, partners here. I actually got distracted earlier because I saw everybody walking by with the Callaway drivers. Like, what's going on there? <laughs> yeah, Looks a little newer than what's in uh, yes. what's what's in my bag there. Fresh head uh, Joe, uh, last one before we let you go. We we gotta ask you about the state of of this team. You know you know what it's like to to win in this city. Uh, obviously, this team has had uh, some flirting with it, but haven't quite got there. You know, what was it like for you? Just uh, for, forget about the, actually the state of this team. It's just uh, something I go back to when I was at, uh, when we were talking to Gilmore and Clark. The idea of what it's like in Toronto when your team is winning. I mean, you climbed the absolute top of the mountain. Uh, to think back to '92, '93, what was it like for you? Wow, it 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 was really unbe- unbelievable. Unbelievable. The Nigerian nightmare. Christian Okoye. Christian Okoye. Yeah, Christian Okoye. <laughs> and shh, here comes uh, Sterling Sharp is walking by. Shh. Sterling Sharp is yeah. walking by. Nope. We have Jose Bautista. Jose Bautista coming Joey in. Bats. We'll do a little overlap Fred, here. Why not? We will. But, but winning in Toronto, you're just not winning in Toronto. You're winning in all of Canada. Mm-hmm. And to go from the East Coast to the West Coast, winning those championships, you know, was just a bigger moment in Vancouver as it was in Toronto. Um, and playing for a country, you know, it's totally different. That's why I still can't believe that Kawhi Leonard didn't come back, you know, to the Raptors. Well, if, you, if you couldn't make it happen, Joe, truly nobody could, seeing yeah, all the, the star but, power but, in here. But the fan base here, tremendous. You know, those years, the seven years I played there were the seven best years of my life in baseball. You know, 51,000 fans every game, and it wasn't giveaway night. It was like <laughs> fans, and so I have accumulated a lot of friendships through over the, over the years, and that's why I love coming back here every single year, and when the when the season starts, I'm back here maybe once or twice a month doing other things, but still going out and being in public and uh, hanging with the fans. Well, La- No, we have to ask one last quick question before you go. How do you feel about Jose Batista uh, handling your, your weapon here? You know, some guys with bats, I, I, was, I thought you were going to ask about the level of excellence, how Jose's joining him this year. You go <laughs> no, with I'm, I'm curious about the driver equipment way more than that. But You, you know, some, okay? some guys like... You know, don't touch it. Yeah, don't touch my stuff. Don't touch my stuff. I'm like, please. Go for it. Hey, go <laughs> hey, for it. If I'm, you, I'm just you, trying to get some of this uh, good golf to rub off on my hands. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot of good golf in there, Jose. But uh, no, no. Jose, tremendous athlete. And uh, I applaud him being, being – congratulate you for being in the excellence, level of excellence up there with, you know, my name and everything and, you know, 50 home runs. Now, here's a story about Jose, and he doesn't know this. He literally almost killed me one day. <laughs> yes, he looked shocked. Yes, just to let everybody know, okay, Batista okay. looks floored. We'll by go this. back. It was the the last week of the season. It was probably, uh, and I was sitting in the TD um, uh, comfort zone, oh, comfort zone, yeah. right down the first baseline, yep. and I was doing. They were doing a live interview, and so I'm talking, and they they had the guy like protecting me, and so he hits a check swing. And it's a bullet right to me, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "Oh, it's coming for me!" But it was, it was like level with the with the padding, the, the padding yeah. and the stands. Mm. And I'm like, if it hits the padding, it's gonna ricochet. ricochet and hit me. But luckily, it went about this far above <laughs> the padding, and I catch it. And oh, the ball Uh-oh. caught me, wow. and everybody gives me it like, "Hey!" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I was scared to death. <laughs> did the sports that cameras miss that? How did I, 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 I don't like know. I, it was this, like, yeah. I mean, if it hits the railing. 
I, I can't catch it because it's going to, yeah, yeah. So broken say. your checklist. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Joe, we know you got to get, we know gotta you got to hit balls and you got to eat breakfast. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Yeah, congratulations. It. Uh, 14 years running strong. Uh, thank you so much uh, for taking some time with us. Uh, from, fan 590. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, from one guy who hit a pretty big homer uh, to another guy who's hit some big The biggest in, homer. In his, Come on. Biggest. <laughs> All right. Well, so you, it's funny. That was our first question for you. Uh, you know, for a lot of people, yours is is the biggest homer uh, they'll no remember. Chance. No, no. For Game 7 winner? No, 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 World no. Series? Come on. There is a generation of fans who were negative 20 years old when that happened, and they should always remember. But what's it like for you, sitting next to the guy who hit, as you said, rightfully so, the biggest one in Blue Jays? No, it's great. It's great to be back, and it's great to be in this uh, golf tournament helping Joe and his cause. And, um, you know, he's a gracious host, and he's doing a great job with this tournament. Like you said, 14 years running, and it's an unbelievable accomplishment, and Hopefully I'm here every summer. Oh, that's awesome. That's great to hear. Hopefully you are coming back uh, every year, but you'll be coming back to Rogers Center later uh, this year to be inducted into the level of excellence. Uh, have you been uh, working on your speech? Uh, a little bit here and there, uh, but I'm definitely going to need some professional help with that. Uh, <laughs> speech writing is not in, in my CV, so, um, you know, I, I can't wait. It's going to be great being back and sharing that with the fans, and obviously it's a huge honor. Um, being up there in, in that level of excellence with all the great names, like like Joe said, along himself and others, um, I can't wait. Just being able to share that with the fans is going to be a treat for me. When did you know you were a level of excellence worthy? I don't know if I ever knew that I was worthy. Uh, I knew that when the team approached me to tell me, give me the great news, um, I felt, you know, floored and honored. And um, I, I think I, I learned about it last summer. We were trying to get it done then but it didn't work out but we're doing it this year what does it mean for you to have toronto as as kind of that 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 baseball home you know the level of excellence here and you know for a guy like you who especially had the kind of late career burst that you did you know not to say this is something players think about earlier on in their career but as you kind of hit your peak is is you know for quite frankly when a lot of guys are slowing down what does it mean for you to have caught on with the team and to have the success you had here and to have kind of that baseball home in a post-retirement life no, it's great, and I think everybody's path is different. You know, mine worked out that way. So I'd uh, say it worked out just. Yeah, I'm, pretty I'm, good. You know, I'm very proud that that it did, and uh, I couldn't happen in a better place for me. I love Toronto, and I love the fact that we play not only for the Toronto Blue Jays that play in Toronto, Canada. We like we play for a whole country, um, and that's a huge honor and something that I never take for granted. I know the responsibility that that comes with, but also comes with a lot of great pride, and I know that. Fans across Canada love the team, and it's something unique to this franchise. So um, I always enjoy that part of it. So Canada loved the 54 home runs. Canada loved the bat flip. Canada loved oh, everything. The world loved the bat flip. The 54 <laughs> home runs are ours, but the whole <laughs> but world the bat, loved the bat flip. The whole world did well, love the bat flip. Well, well, no, there was, there was, was one guy who didn't it. like it too much. I don't know if you want to get There's into that There's always a few haters, but who cares? <laughs> there, are, there are definitely haters, Stay but you're right. Guys. Who cares? But we did, what we loved, I think, the most about you is how fierce you were on the diamond are you as fierce on the golf course as you are on the diamond no not at all i think i, I played <laughs> baseball that way because it helped me get to that level and that kind of focus um 
But in every every other aspect of my life, I'm I'm way more chill than that. I was going to say, uh, this is the second time we've got the chance to talk to you. We talked to you early on in the season. And, yeah, it is, uh, it's a very different guy uh, between the white lines than what we end up uh, ta- talking to here. Yeah, hey, but uh, I had to do what I had to do to get myself, you know, ready to go every day. Hey, and uh, <laughs> like, we, like we said, it clearly worked. You know, do you think that's something different for, for every player? I mean, especially in a sport like baseball where it's every single day. I mean, for you, obviously, that intensity was a big part of it, and it worked for you. For other guys, we see it can be the opposite, right, where they have more of a kind of laissez-faire approach, and it's come and go. And sometimes, you know, that can rub people the wrong way. But is that just a case of different guys need to have a different mentality and it's such a long season? Yeah, the one thing I've learned is no matter what you do and what your approach is and how you go about it, somebody will find something, you know, that they don't like. But uh, everybody's different, you know, and people use different things emotionally as fuel Mm -hmm. uh, to, again, perform at a high level. So mine was passion and intensity. And for other guys, you know, it can be whatever it is for them. So, um but it's also good, right? Because not everybody's the same. If everybody totally. was exactly the same, boring it'd be world, pretty, yeah. pretty boring. So you got to embrace that and, and accept people for who they are and how they go about their business. So fierce and intense uh, on the diamond. Does that still exist when it comes to baseball? Like I'm, we're looking at you know the records for the Toronto Blue Jays. Fifty-four home runs belongs to you, Vladimir Guerrero Jr was close to getting to the 50 range. Do you want to see someone beat that one day, or would you like to have that for a little while? If that means that the Blue Jays are doing good, so <laughs> be it. You know, I think the records are meant to be broken, and I'm not one to say that You know, I'm going to hang my hat on that, and that's why I play the game. Absolutely not. So it is what it is. I'll enjoy it until I have it, and if not, you know, I'll let the next guy do it. You know, there's so much talk about, uh, you know, approach, approach. And I'll be honest, when I hear people talk about it, not people like you, people like me, when I hear people like me talk about it, I roll my eyes a little, what do you know about approach? But with a guy like Vladdy, you know, there's been so much talk about him of does he need to change the approach? He's maybe a different hitter than he was when he first came into the big leagues. I mean, you obviously went through a, a journey of finding the approach that worked for you. You had to make adjustments even in, I'm sure, incredibly successful seasons like the 54 homer year that you, that you had. You know, what do you think when you see a hitter struggling? What is it that you think needs to change for them? Is it different for every every person? What goes through your mind when you see someone as talented as, as Vladdy? And again, I don't want to overstate the struggles, but given you know the hype expected for him, maybe he's, he's not quite getting there this year. But when you see a player like that struggling, what goes through your mind? What do you think needs to happen for them to click into the version of themselves that we've seen in the past? Well, the first thing is if hitting, and I don't have the exact numbers, yeah, if yeah. hitting 280-something uh, hey, with 11 home runs high in, expectations, in, I know. in June is struggling, you know, <laughs> I want to struggle like that. So, <laughs> you know, uh, he's on pace for a, you know, Hall of Fame career. And, and I understand that stakes are high, and um, there's a lot on his shoulder because he's the guy on this team. Um, and hopefully soon he gets the contract that reflects that. Um, you know, he. I think he's going to be just fine. It's a long season. It's 162 games. He's set a great foundation to have another statistical good year, which is not, in my opinion, necessarily the best measure on the contribution of any individual player to a winning franchise. Um, he adds a lot with his presence. He adds a lot with his leadership. And a lot of the other things that he does that may not show up in the stat sheet that help, helps the Blue Jays win games on a day-to-day basis. Um, and... If I had to, I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I would place a bet that he's going to be a Hall of Famer at some point, just like his dad. Uh, So I'm not too worried about him. And I will also bet on the fact that at the end of the season, his dad line is going to look just fine too. So more importantly, I know for him, he would love to get the team back in the playoffs. He's not uh, 
one guy that's necessarily obsessed over his um, individual performance. He um, he wants to be uh, remembered for winning, and I think he's focused on causing a good impact in that department for the Blue Jays for the foreseeable future. What's it What's it like to be the guy on a team? And I don't want to overstate Vladdy's role. There's lots of leaders. You know, obviously, Bichette is an important guy. Vladdy's the guy. No, no. Okay, Come on. sure. Vladdy's the guy. Let's, let's do let's it. Let's just be real. Let's be real. Okay. Vladdy was the guy. You were the guy. What is it like to be the guy on a baseball team? You know, we spend so much time talking about hockey here, the captain uh, outside of Jason Veritek. Uh, you, guys, you guys don't have that in baseball. But what does it mean to be the guy? And I'm with you. It's Vladdy. I'm at the park last night. I know this isn't the best metric. He still gets far and away the loudest pop when they're introducing the starting lineup. He's the guy for the fans. He's the guy in that team. What does it mean to be that guy in baseball? And is it different for everybody? Yeah, it's, it's different for everybody for sure. Um... It's a lot of responsibility that comes with that, and I think he he understands that and knows that, and you know, I, I hope, I hope that he, I hope that he learns how to manage that. That's and, Joe Carter, and, and yeah. it doesn't affect him in a negative way in the future. I don't think it has yet, and I hope that it n- never does. Um, so, I, but I don't know. I would. I think that's, that's a fair. question that he can answer. Yeah, different uh, for everybody, right? Um, what it's like for me, I felt like it came with responsibility and just you know, made you operate in that way, you know, be more responsible with your decisions and your habits every single day just to make sure you're, you're coming to the stadium every single day giving it your best. And um, you try to handle yourself as such, and you, you accept that responsibility, and you try to do as good as you can, humanly possible. Last one for you, Jose. Uh, Joe, we were talking to Joe Carter earlier, and he said one of the better things about getting older, you can walk around Toronto and maybe not get bothered as much as he – normally would or he once would and that you still look like you hit at 280 with 11 home runs in your sleep <laughs> i wish uh but you are a little bit older and in, in, in the post-playing career what happens if jose bautista just walks down king street hey i earned this gray in my beard so i'm <laughs> proud of it um yeah uh you know i don't know if if joe's downplaying it i mm. i i don't think joe would go unrecognized if he's walking downtown <laughs> toronto and neither do i but that's great and that shows the passion that the blue jays fans have and the fact that they love the team and they go out of their way to make sure that you know that. So I enjoy it. I embrace it. And uh, I appreciate all the love from the fans for sure. Well, we appreciate you jumping on with us. Uh, you know, bucket list item. There's been a few uh, today. But talking with uh, someone who provided the moment, I think, of our baseball fandom. Totally. Uh, really, really cool. So, Jose you Bautista, guys are too thanks kind. so much. You guys are too kind. Awesome. I appreciate you. you guys for having me. Go low out there, Jose yeah, Bautista. Bautista. And get right, one of those new you. weapons. Yeah, I mean, that's make sure right. You, uh, and maybe uh, you have some pull. Maybe grab two. I could <laughs> want to get right. my hands on I'll one leave one over there All right, under the tent. Okay. There you go. He said that, it. That's Jose Bautista, Toronto Blue Jays legend. Thanks so much, Jose. Very, very cool uh, to see him. And uh, the, the, uh, the, the good times keep rolling here, Daniela? Yeah, okay. So uh, the good times keep rolling. Uh, once he's done catching up with Jose Bautista, and as we say, this is kind of the cool thing about Toronto athletes. There's certainly a kinship there, uh, especially guys who are in town at the, uh, at the same time. Uh, very, very happy to be joined by. Uh, we were just talking about guys of our age, a generation, uh, for guys roughly our age. Very much a favorite Leaf, a fan favorite, former Leaf, current Flame, Nazem Kadri joining us now. Uh, Naz, thanks so much for coming on. How are you doing today? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day, so can't wait to get started. How's the game? How's the golf game? Golf Saw game? you and Dion. Were yeah. you talking shop, just yeah. catching up? Yeah, How's yeah. It? Is we he bragging? Were, What's we, going on? Well, we're definitely going to have some... Uh, some action? You know, some action out there today. So I, I made sure he uh, he brought some cash with him, so hopefully <laughs> take go. all of that from him. So the uh, uh, game's pretty tight right now. I, I like where, where it's at. So tell us about the connections. Of course, you're at the 14th annual Joe Carter uh, Classic. 
Uh, so you got a connection with Joe, but also a connection with Dion. You've been teammates for, I think, parts of seven seasons. Yep. Uh, why Dion? Why are you guys, you know, why do you do this together? And how did you get mm-hmm. involved in this tournament in the first place? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just obviously gr- some great people involved. And, uh, you know, always like coming out and, you know, uh, obviously having ties with some of the sponsorships and uh, good people, first and foremost. And, you know, obviously Joe uh, asked me to come out, so I figured I'd, I'd come support and, been a part of this tournament for uh, for probably you know at least four or five times, and it's always uh, it's always a great time. So I figured I'd uh, come out again. It's a good good opportunity to to catch up with some people. Mm-hmm. You know, we we know you're uh, a local guy. I imagine you I, you correct me if I'm wrong. I imagine you spend a lot of time in the area in the in the off season. What's it like for you being back? You know, we we know how things ended here. Uh, it's been a trade that we have quite frankly never stopped talking about. Quite honestly, and you're on a team that wasn't even involved on it anymore. Uh, actually, that GM's in charge now. Kind of funny how it all all works out. Full but circle. What's it yeah. like for you being being back in Toronto, a place that uh, obviously was the start of your career, and I know is you know still uh, near and dear to your heart as a city. Uh-huh. Of course, I mean, uh, hey, that's what that's why I live here. So <laughs> I think uh, just the people and uh, the way they treat you, and just the res- the respect uh, that they give you, and you know, it's just nice to be appreciated and acknowledged for uh, for all the hard work you do, you know, on the ice. So uh, this is home to me. You know, I've. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of years here and uh, know a lot of people and uh, a lot of great people. So it's always a, it's always a treat coming back. Uh, the treatment of people is one thing lots of people were touting when talking about Brad Living taking over mm-hmm. the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, of course, you went through a contract negotiation with Tree. Uh, is all that stuff, all that stuff about being a people person and being very respectful and, and, and being, you know, Mr. Congeniality to a certain ex- uh, standpoint, is that all true? Is Brad Living that sort of guy, in, at least in the hockey circles? Absolutely. Uh, you know, Brad's, uh, you know, obviously I got to know him pretty well over the last, uh, you know, six to eight months. And, you know, I think he's a, he's a stand-up guy and, you know, he, he certainly knows what he's doing. And uh, first and foremost, he cares about, you know, the organization he's running and he cares about the players. And I think, uh, you know, that kind of respect goes a long way inside of a locker room. So, Listen, man. I I think uh, I think Tree's Tree Tree could be the guy. He's uh, I think he's he's got a great hockey mind. Um, you know, he he likes to to be aggressive with his uh, deals and you know how he approaches the game. So, I got nothing but uh, but, but but respect for him. Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of people will be will be happy to hear that. And obviously, you're you're a guy who would know him well. You know, uh, we we've talked about bucket list items for for us today. Getting to do some of this, uh, the bucket list item for you happened a couple summers ago, uh, winning Lord Stanley's mm-hmm. mug. Does that change you as a player, as a person at all? I mean, I can again, not that your career's done. You hope to win it a bunch more times, I'm sure. But I can only imagine what it's like to be in, quite honestly, the middle of your professional life, having accomplished the thing you've been dying to do your mm-hmm. whole life. Does it change anything for you at all? Does it make it just that you want it that yeah. much more? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's definitely uh, you get a sense of greed for sure. That you know, <laughs> once you once you want it, it's like uh, you know you're chasing that uh, that that high for the rest of your life. But uh, having done that, it's of, of course uh, what an honor to do with such a great group of guys. So that's a bit of a cherry on top for sure. But uh, you know, of course, you know you try to you try to keep chasing it try to keep chasing and uh, do it year after year obviously that's a bit un- unrealistic but you know you uh, you certainly want to so man uh, what a time what a party <laughs> uh, I, had a, I had a great time how great. hard how hard is the year after the year because it's a, like a common thing we talk about we hear about like repeating the grind of going mm-hmm. through you know just a regular season but that adding two months of intensity on top of that and a little partying afterwards yep. if you actually get to win it how hard is the season after actually getting it done 
Yeah, no, it definitely tacks on, you know, some some miles on and off the ice. So, uh, <laughs> you know, a couple uh, couple great nights. But like I said, I mean, you're, you're coming back, and obviously everyone knows my story with my my injury and just trying to trying to grind back and working so hard. I think it takes a bit of a mental toll on you, and you know that next year kind of feels like a bit of a blur because everything just happens so quickly. You know, you're you, you win the cup. At the end, end of June, you work out for a month and a half, and then all of a sudden you're back to training camp and uh, in preseason. So, you know, it's a quick turnaround, and that's, uh, you know, that was quite difficult. But, uh, you know, it's nice to get some rest finally and uh, get your body healthy. Yeah, yeah, I can only imagine that. I mean, the Leafs, uh, they, they won around this year, and even us were like, God, the summer feels so short. It's nuts. And it's like there were, there were still two more left. Uh, could have gone a lot, lot longer uh, than, than that. We'd be, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you a little bit about uh, the current team, not the state of it, but just the guys you, you know on it. I mean, you know, you, you were here for, for a crossover with, uh, with a lot of the guys who are here now, although it's been a while now. That number's starting to dwindle yep. just, just a little bit. When you look back on your teammates from here, is there anybody that's still on the team that kind of sticks out, or, or do you feel like that core is kind of uh, almost aged past you yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, most of the, the core I, I played with, yep. right? I, I watched them uh, come to the league, so you know, it's uh, it's great to see really to, to have guys like that and just watch their maturity and how they develop and uh, you know the the way they've turned into to leaders on the team. And you know, I think they're great players and, and uh, great guys. You know, great teammates. I think you know uh, the the personalities in the locker rooms are. Or uh, you know, sometimes uh, there's a lot of speculation about that from the outside. But there is. you know, there's uh, there's some quality people inside that room, and you know, I um, I'm, I'm I'm always cheering for them. Did Vegas feel next when you were playing them with Colorado last year, or the uh, previous year? Did they feel next? Like to feel win? next in terms yeah. of like they they were ready or they yeah, were really yeah, close? Yeah, I, th- I think they were. Uh, you know, knocking on the door. I mean, we've obviously when I was in uh, Denver, we had uh, some 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 battles, and it was pretty much yeah. us and them in the Western Conference there for uh, for a few years, just kind of grinding it out. So, um, you know, it did feel like they were kind of on the cusp, and you know, obviously, uh, you know, making a couple changes and going out and get up, get Nichol and the way he played, and I think that's a that's a game changer. But you know, like you said. Uh, uh, to to win the cup, I think everyone everything's you know it's a puzzle and every piece has just got to fall kind of perfectly and obviously you you, you work and you grind but you got to get some fortuitous bounces like you know who would have thought you know a fourth string goalie comes in and, and plays yeah. lights out like a like a Vesna caliber uh, goaltender so you know that's a great thing about hockey it's just so un- unpredictable. I guess Kelly McCrimmon, I guess that's the guy who who, yeah. who thought maybe yeah. there. Uh, you know, there. this feels like more of an old-school sentiment than now. Do you feel like there's a difference between the conferences? I feel like maybe 10 years ago we would have said, and I don't know that this is completely untrue, but the West, a much heavier mm. East, much more of a skill game. Do you feel like that's still true? Do you feel like it's leveled out a little more? Obviously, you've spent time in both conferences. Yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's true. I mean, it's it's kind of starting to level out just because the league's getting so uh, so quick and everything's so high pace and everybody's uh, so fast and you got to be able to skate to play. So I think that's the you know the secret in, in having a, g- a great team is to have a good skating team. So uh, you know, but of course I think the the West is you know a little uh, bit more of a grind in terms of just travel and you know the the size of the players. Yeah, that must have been, there, a, that so. must been an eye opener for you. Yeah, you yeah, got the, the tra- easy Atlantic travel. Totally, man, totally. That was the biggest difference in movement. <laughs> it was like you know you're going on day trips, hopping like 30, 40 minute flights <laughs> no until more. like all of a sudden the closest place is like two hours away from you on the on the birds. So uh, 
You know, it's okay. We throw some cards around, so it's uh, it, it, time passes quick. Uh, back to Vegas, and last one for me, of course, Phil Kessel getting a third Stanley Cup. Did he get a, a good text <laughs> from you uh, after securing another name yeah, on the, yep. on Lord Stanley? He sure did, man. That guy's uh, he's, he's one of the goats. You know, what a career <laughs> he's had. Uh, three-time Cup champ, you know, three, uh, three rings, you know, uh, I think Hall of Famer for sure. So, you know, Philly's, uh, Philly's a great guy and, you know, would have, would have been nice to see him, you know, get in there a, a little more often towards the end. But, you know, I think, uh, three cups that's that's incredible so uh, you know, I, I made sure to congratulate him for sure <laughs> uh, legend stuff legend on the yeah, ice yeah, legend at no the kidding. bank legend everywhere you want to be uh for him that's uh that's awesome to see and correct me if i'm wrong i'm sure there are other guys who are beloved throughout the league he feels like the most universally beloved player i don't know if that's just from a fan base thing but it even seems mm-hmm. like every team he's bounced around to immediately every guy loves him it feels like 70 percent of the league's got a okay phil kessel impersonation or something yeah. like that <laughs> like what, what is it about him that just uh makes everybody he's love just, him so much uh, yeah he's just so like he's pretty easy going you know and just the way his his mentality is on life and his perspective is just is just incredible on certain things so uh you know of course he's got a, a sense of humor as well and um you know he was a, he was a great player and he still is a great player so uh you know I'm lucky to call him a friend of mine. We've played together for a long time, and uh, it's always nice to catch up with him. Well, we should let you go, Naz, because right. breakfast or ball yeah. hitting balls awaits the tournament starting. Go, go steal for no We appreciate Absolutely. your time, and, and congratulations on All the right, success of winning the Stanley Cup. Thank you. That's Nazem Kadri of the, the Calgary Flames. Uh, we blew through our uh, break there, so we probably should get to break. We'll probably, hopefully, connect with at least one more of the celebs that are bouncing around here at the 14th Annual Joe Carter Classic Golf Tournament at Glen Abbey Golf Club. It's Cuthbert and Gunning. We will be back after this. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Mary Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Fan Morning Show, Brent Gunning, Justin Cuthbert. We are here at the 14th Annual Joe Carter Classic Golf Tournament at the lovely Glen Abbey Golf Course. Joined now by, I was about to say former, once like Leafs captain, always a Leaf captain, Dion Phaneuf joins us now. Dion, thank you so much for taking the time. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. Now, Thanks for being I, here. I have to warn you that Nazem Kadri was just with us bragging about all the money he's going to take from you out there yeah, today. You better would be you like to, cash would right you now. like to refute any of those rumors of Nazem Kadri coming to steal your money today? You know what? We're going to have a great day out there. I know that. <laughs> so we'll, uh, maybe we'll give you a match update nine holes in. Mm, I wouldn't. Uh, I certainly wouldn't mind that. Uh, what's it like being back in the city for you? You know, I believe it's uh, out east that, that you make home, but obviously, uh, you know, this was home for for quite a while and a big part of your life. Uh, what's it like being back in the city? Every time I come back to Toronto, I uh, I really enjoy uh, my time here. The fans uh, have always been incredible to me and my family, and uh, it's nice to come back. You, you get to see some of your old teammates, and uh, you know, I was just talking to Wendell out there and Dougie, some of uh, you know. Guys that were here before me, uh, former captains. It's just nice to nice to see everyone. Uh, I think that uh, being a part of this event, Joe does an amazing job. Um, he he raises a lot of money. He puts a lot of work into this event, and uh, you know from start to finish, it's a first class uh, first class charitable event. And uh, to be here supporting to be here supporting it, uh, I, I enjoy every minute of it, and every time I come back to Toronto, I love my time here. Yeah, listen, it's the celebrity event of the summer, as far as I'm concerned, looking at the guest list here, seeing some of the names and some of the faces walking through, uh, but it seems like you and Naz kind of do this together. Uh, am I, am I kind of, uh, am I guessing right there? Yeah, it just kind of worked out that way. I know Naz, 
I've been I've been to the event here. Uh, I try to come every year, um, and uh, like I said, Joe does an amazing job. He's got a, he's got a great guest list. There's a lot of uh, good golfers. Thanks so much. Um, he's got my golf glove. Hopefully, it's a lucky one. There you go, <laughs> Callaway, my favorite brand. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, it kind of just worked out to, that that me and Nas got to play together today. So I'm sure it's going to be fun. There'll be lots of chirp and lots of laughs and. Uh, Hopefully some good golf shots. Uh, so, so how, sorry, sorry, Brent. Uh, how is Nas different than when you first arrived in Toronto? When you first met him, I think he was a rookie. He was still trying to carve out a place in the lineup. You come in this huge trade. Uh, how was that relationship starting? I guess how has it evolved here? You know what? I, I was I was out to dinner with him last night, and uh, just I, I made some really great friendships when I when I played here. We had a really close knit group. Um, and to see you know Nas evolve into the player that he is today from from a rookie when I was here, uh, I'm really proud of him. Uh, I think it's you know a, a testament to him and the way he plays the game. He's he's a winner, obviously winning in Colorado last year, but just just the way his game has evolved. He can hit, he can fight, he can score. Uh, he, he's a total package, and uh, it's really happy that he got the deal that he did in Calgary. And uh, I wish him nothing but success, but. I got a lot of respect for Nas and, and the player that he is and the person that he is. So every time I get to catch up with him, uh, we have a lot of fun. And uh, But today I hope I beat him out there. <laughs> you got the glove on. You got to go bang some balls. And you got to take Kadri's money. Don't let him take yours. But We're going to give you a matchup. Okay, I, I, I would love to get one. Uh, but I think uh, the, the one question I have before we let you go is just the pressure of playing in the city. You know, it's a privilege that people care here so much. But I imagine it can can weigh on you at times. Uh, you know, what was it like for you? You had some great times or also some you know down moments what's it like being the Leafs captain uh, through through the good or the bad yeah it's uh it's something that I was you know that I'm still to this day very proud to uh, have been the captain of this team it's such a historic franchise um you know pressure is a privilege uh, that's a saying but it's it's very true but you know when you say pressure I I, I don't really look at I didn't look at it as pressure it, the fan base here is so passionate and as a player, when you go into opposing buildings as a visitor and you see half the buildings blue and white, I mean, it's pretty special. So, um, you know, being a part of the Toronto Maple Leafs is uh, something that I'll always remember, something, you know, when you play for them, the, the history of the organization, you know, the passionate fan base here, you feel it whether you're at home or whether you're on the road. So uh, I've got nothing but positive things to say about my time in, in Toronto. I love playing here and uh, I love being the captain. Awesome. Thank you so much for stopping by with us. Uh, we know we want to make sure we don't mess with the mental headspace before this big match. Yeah, things are happening outside don't you, here. Don't you worry. I'll be in his, I'll be in his headspace <laughs> right, pretty go, soon. Uh, easy kitchen to get in, we've heard. Uh, Dion, thank you so much for the time. I uh, really, really appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, there he goes. Uh, as I said, I was about to say former, but once Thanks. a Leaf captain, always a Leaf captain, and uh, soon-to-be winner against Nazem Kadri, according to him, this afternoon. And the golf uh, glove is on, it's so on. he is ready to go. Ready to we, go. we better not get in the way yeah, of that he was, session. He was dying, and uh, again, I just I kind of love that about him. Every guy who's been here has just been, okay, like, it's great. This is a fun conversation. It's an important, can I hit some balls? And that is just so me to well that's the thing too like i love it. it and and that's like that's like golf anxiety right like it's if you're just playing with the guy that you play with All every week yeah. there's Who no cares? concern whatsoever None. when you're stepping up on a tee but when you're around different people, when you're literally surrounded, as we are, with celebrities who played sports, many of them at a very high level, the I think you'd want your game to be somewhat in order before taking any hacks uh, out there at on uh, the, the, the grounds of Glen Abbey. Now so you're, now you're I, psyching me out for when I 
I inevitably get out there. Well, uh, listen, I mean, I'm sure it's probably, I'm assuming it's a shotgun start. I'm yes, assuming everyone's starting at the it same is. time. I don't, I don't know if you're going to be <laughs> on the course to start the yeah, tournament, but if you are, you might have to just make a concession and not have a warm-up. That's fine. Uh, that's that's totally fine. I would gladly uh, concede that. Uh, I, I don't believe him, but Jose Batista said he's going to set aside one of those drivers for me under a tent, so I got a sweater. It's been if, a bang-up day. If Jose... Batista did that for you, uh, would it be like top five moments of your life? I It'd have to be, right? I mean, I was excited that I picked up a tee <laughs> that Matthew Fitzpatrick broke at the Canadian Open. So, yeah, I think that would be way cooler. Yeah, yeah. Jose Bautista stealing a driver for you. It'd be, be pretty, pretty cool. It'd be, it'd be, well, I don't think he would have to steal it. I think he could just say, give it to me, and they go, yeah. Or he'd be probably. giving you his, because maybe, uh, I think great. maybe uh, a driver was waiting for him as a bit oh, of a gift. I would, I would imagine so. Last thing on, on you know, more so Phaneuf than Kadri. Just what an era of Leafs hockey that was. I mean, I spent years of my life defending uh, that man that we just talked to there, a guy who, you know, it's funny. We have all the conversation about Morgan Riley and number one D, and it's just it's, it's, it, the conversation was so loud for so long uh, around that core, and it's just uh, it's over in the blink of an eye. Like, that's honestly the thing that jumped out to me. We have all these conversations about the Leafs and everything going on there. It's just... Uh, it all could be over so, so quickly because it feels like just yesterday Fadoff was captaining this team and it wasn't, it was, uh, it was quite a while ago. Uh, this is just popping into my head, so maybe you need to be fact-checked, but we've been talking about the repercussions <laughs> of the pandemic for yep. this Maple Leafs team for a while. I seem to remember, you know, Dion Phaneuf hanging out with Brendan Shanahan. I don't know if that was pre-pandemic, right. but if maybe, maybe in a different world, he's part of the organization right now. But if things happen, you know, the way it wasn't planned, maybe, uh, you know, different paths go a different way. But uh, there's always space for Dion Phaneuf around that team, around yeah. that organization. Of course, being a former captain, you earn that right, but he's earned that beyond just wearing the letter for that team. He's earned that through, you know, the way he's been an ambassador since and how much respect he has for the opportunities he had when he was a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs and, of course, captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, and you can see that even, you know, even with Kadri, right, talking about all the different twists and turns his career has, has taken since then. Of course, one of them being the, the Cup just a couple of years in Colorado, now a big payday in, in Calgary. And, you know, you see how things are going there, right? It's, a, it's an ever-evolving thing uh, across the NHL. And, you know, we're going to see that tonight with the draft. And, uh, you know, I hope we get a little intrigue there. Again, it's a made-for-TV product. I really would like them to lean into Brad Treliving and walked into the building. I will go on record as to <laughs> I say want him to lean into it. Like he should no, make some grand there's, arrival. There's no way that's going to happen. He's almost certainly just going to like slink on the draft floor, and that's going to be that. But hey, of course, I would love of to course. see it. Uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm curious to see what we get tonight for the draft. I mean, it's been an awesome day down here. We started heavy hockey. Obviously, it's been lots of Leafs and lots of baseball since. But yeah, I think switching gears to to the draft tonight, uh, incredibly, incredibly exciting. And yeah, obviously, you got a guy in Bedard at the top. But a lot can change after that, too. Leafs pick is in play. We hope we get some sexy trades. Could be a fun night tonight. Yeah, I think you have everything, right? You have, like, a coronation with Connor Bedard. I mean, we've been talking about Connor Bedard for the better part of the last three years. Yep. I, I would I would surmise, just based on his rise and his generational status that he put, picked up so early on in his hockey career. So you get that moment where a great officially, or a future great potentially, uh, enters the NHL officially. 
and then you've got somewhat of a defined top three, four, mm-hmm. five, and then it could just be chaos after that with a wild card in Matvey Mishkov. Yep. And, of course, the Toronto Maple Leafs are involved late in the draft. They pick up the first-round pick for Rasmus Sandin, and they can involve themselves in Brad Living Once he gets to his chair, well, he's going to have a decision make, uh, whether it's using that pick, trading that pick, whatever he's going to do. Once he gets there, the Maple Leafs will be involved in the way that they are involved later on tonight. I wonder how funny uh, what Leaf scouting guru Wes Clark is, because I wouldn't mind cardboard cutout of Treliving until he sits there. I would, I would settle for that. Uh, also, something I don't think we're gonna uh, get. I, I think that's a good idea for uh, maybe our production team. Like, just okay. can can you get the cardboard cutout in I'm there? Just throwing it into the ether on a on a mic owned by Sportsnet. We, we, if we, anyone <laughs> wants to take this idea, I own no royalties. Go that, for it. That's pre-planned comedy without anyone having to deliver lines. This which is, is a true. Good thing. This is true. Imagine how good at deadpan the cardboard cutout would be. Elite, elite deadpan uh, from the cardboard uh, cutout. It is now time for Best Bets, brought to you by Botano, the 2022 Global Sports Betting Operator of the Year. Going to the Diamond tonight. Going to the Diamond, unfortunately, uh, for everyone listening, I am taking the Giants, plus Ooh. 102 on the money line. The Jays, we just saw what happened last night. We just saw this. It is a bullpen day. We know how that can go. That San Francisco. Went well for San Francisco. Yeah, well, okay. How does it go for the Blue Jays, the team I'm talking about here? And they went with an opener, not really a true bullpen day. Alex Wood, like a real starter, carved them up, quite honestly. Uh, So, bullpen day, Jays bumping back all their starters. You're going to see Bassett later. You're going to see Kikuchi, Barrios later. Uh, So, yeah. With Canada Day in mind. That's right. not a bad idea there. So, yeah, give me the Giants plus 102 on the money line. Those are today's best bets brought to you by Botano Sportsbook. The game starts now. Yeah. I, do, I do like them moving up the bullpen day. If that allows them to get out of a Canada Day scenario, I wouldn't have wanted them to put someone in peril to start or rush a guy's spot in the rotation. But if you can just configure some things around... Yes, you'd rather this than when the park's going to be full on Canada. Well, yeah, it makes sense on multiple levels. I do think Canada Day means something, and maybe having a, a legitimate starter, you say Kikuchi's scheduled to be the Canada Day starter now that they've uh, rejigged the order just a little bit. However, though, it does set you up in a game where, hey, if you don't win it, you lose the series, uh, where you're bringing a opener and mm-hmm. bullpen help against Logan Webb, who is the best pitcher on the San Francisco Giants and has over 100 strikeouts already this And you season. guys were scoffing at my Giants pick. I'm not scoffing. Okay. I'm playing hard plus money. The Botano best bet is one that I will make myself. Good. I don't, I don't, so it was over from my left uh, where our production team is that I heard the <laughs> scoffing. Maybe internal. Hey, it's been a long like day. That, like it's been that a long pick day. very much. Uh, in terms of Jays, you know, we, we touched on it just a quite honestly, listless night from, from the offense last night. They can't have nights like that going forward. There needs to be, and it's not just, you know, you're going to have nights where the bats fall quiet. It's the 17 Ks that you just cannot have. That doesn't allow you to get any semblance of it. You know, ball in play, there's a chance some things happen. The strikeout, there is not. Uh, it can't be that bad again. I don't expect it to be, but I, I think uh, with everything going on here today, we've kind of underplayed just how brutal the Jays' offense was last night. Yeah, it's been a bit of a distraction today and maybe a worthy distraction because it was a tough night for the Toronto Blue Jays. Great day I, I don't even want to end the show that way because we had Wendell Clark and Doug Gilmore was in front cool. of us in an interview together. We had Joe Carter transition to Jose Bautista, which was awesome. We Jose Joe Bautista Carter, might get you a driver. We had Joe Carter lip sync. Joe Carter lip sync. It's been multiple bucket list items all morning and a really fun morning 
at the 14th annual Joe Carter Classic Golf Tournament at Glen Abbey Golf Club. Uh, you know, it's you know the tournament's just about to start, uh, but you can still get involved. All the proceeds go to children's aid and children's charities. So if you want to involve yourself somehow, you can probably find a lot of information online. Visit Joe Carter's socials, the Joe Carter Golf or Classic Golf Tournament socials uh, to figure out how you can get involved, and maybe you can get involved further next year. It is certainly a worthy cause, and it is an incredible time here at Glen Abbey Golf Club where the celebrities, uh, they are um, around every turn. They are. It's, uh, it was incredible being down here today. It's going to be a fun, fun day out there on the links. And again, dying to know who's winning that match between Dion and Kadri. And you might be out there on the course. We shall see. We will update that tomorrow because we'll be back on the Fan Morning Show, a regular three-hour edition. But this was fun, Gunner. Uh, we'll be back in studio tomorrow on the Fan Morning Show.